0: Fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball@cbsi.com. Here we go. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Eve. What's up,
1: everybody? Happy Thanksgiving Eve. Happy matt's giving Eve. What does that mean? We'll tell you in a little bit. And I want you to enjoy the ultimate football watching experience. That would be Xfinity X1. You can now get live CBS Sports Fantasy Football stats in the same place you watch your games. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash sports. I am in the holiday spirit, guys. How about you? Uh,
2: Sure. You're going to miss your uh, annual Thanksgiving game, though, right?
1: I am going to miss the annual Thanksgiving game. Football. I've been are, they, are they
2: playing without you? I think so. So they're going to get by without their
1: uh third best player? I think I'm the se- – it depends who we invite. Oh, amongst the regulars, I'm the second best player. Maybe but Your maybe brother's third. better than you, right? He's a better quarterback than I am. I guess that's a little more valuable, but he can't keep up with me anymore. He's in his 40s like you. Yeah, Heath, happy holidays.
3: Yeah, did we really start doing this already? Yeah, dude, I thought the happy not? holidays thing was in a month or so.
1: It's Thanksgiving. Tomorrow's a holiday,
3: though. Tomorrow is a holiday, but we don't say happy holidays the day before the 4th of July. Don't say happy holidays the day before the day before some other holiday, it's Memorial whole, Day. And what did I
2: miss with you guys arguing about Sunday? I don't know. What did we argue about? I saw you complaining about something. I assumed it was Sunday night. Oh, sure. I mean, I
1: complain all the time. <laughs> he,
3: he had an absolute meltdown yesterday, and it was glorious. What happened yesterday? Uh, there were a couple things. One, he very astutely finally decided that it's Alvin Kamara and not Kamara. I did so that, false. That was a positive. Never,
1: never. And hey. then
3: two, I may have trolled him just a little bit about Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know Devontae Parker's kind of his long lost son. Uh huh. So he, uh, he had to go on a little rant about that. Uh, well, Heath, Heath is allergic to facts, that's all. And so, then Deion Lewis is never going to lose the New England Patriots running back job but, again.
1: But I know Jamie actually agrees with me on that. Like, Deion Lewis, it's his giant, jo- you know what? Let, let's let let a listener tell us what he thinks about Deion Lewis. We got an interesting email, and I've got an interesting show planned for you today. We got. I'm going
2: to ruin Deion Lewis because he's the start of the week this
1: week. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> Greg, Greg Olson is going to be on our show. I recorded the interview with him yesterday. I did not get to ask him about the turnover chain, unfortunately. But he's going to talk to you about the quality of NFL tight ends, what he's seeing in Cam Newton right now. Uh, how he feels about the choreographed NFL celebrations, and if Jerry Maguire is a football movie, and if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. So you I'm have to hear to both, right? Not going to tell you. You're going to have to wait and find out that's at the a, end of the he, show. He, you
2: would you would have led the show with nope. him saying no. No, I wouldn't have.
1: I, yes, you would have. I, I will. I will. I am you, but you are not allowed to say it on the air. I will. I am you with the, what he said. So that's coming up later. We have a lot of emails. Fantasy at cbsi.com. We've got some serious emails. We've got some goofy emails. Um those are going to be fun. And we're going to preview the three Thanksgiving games, give you some last-minute trade targets, and playoff DSTs. You wanted to know which DSTs should you stash for the playoffs, so we'll get to that. Uh But let me find – okay, the
3: Dion Lewis email. We do what? have breaking news while you find the Deion Lewis email. Go ahead. Ian Rappaport just tweeted, the Bills will start Tyrod Taylor at quarterback on Sunday. Thank goodness. Good. Do you think they would have won last week in yes. the Chargers? Yeah, I think, I, I think they just cost no. themselves a playoff spot by pulling that junk. And if they didn't, then they cost themselves a playoff spot by trading away half of their good defensive players.
1: Okay, huh. here's the email. This is from the other Lewis. Uh, dear Jeff, Tracy, and, I have no idea who these are. No idea.
3: Wait, wait, wait we can get this. Jeff, Tracy, and who?
1: Sons Scott, John, and Virgil. And Gordon and Allen.
3: Wow, that's a lot of names. Yeah, right. <laughs> I have
1: no idea. <laughs> Uh, well, the most important part of the email is this. I think you guys missed the boat on that Burkhead fumble on Sunday. Burkhead didn't see the field again until Deion Lewis lost a shoe and then again in garbage time. We might not see much more of Rex in the next couple of weeks.
3: So you're saying that one fumble costs Rex Burkhead a couple of weeks, and that makes it more likely that Deion Lewis could not lose this job. So you're saying he can lose the job? Uh, just so I understand it. I, I'm just saying that he is right now it's his job. Yeah. He is the starting running back. I expect him to get 15 carries this week, right. as he has been. Mm-hmm. His hold on that job is more precarious than the average starting running back because his coach is Bill Belichick. Even though
2: Belichick has somewhat of a
3: track record of when he finds a guy, he sort of sticks with that guy. Absolutely. Absolutely has a track record. He, he does have somewhat of a track record of doing that. He has more of a track record of changing running backs midseason than the average coach. Maybe does he though? Actually,
1: I, I, yeah, I don't know. I think that's I think that's a little bit of uh, a myth now. He stuck with Legarrette Blunt. He stuck with Stephen Ridley. Gave those guys about. He did stick with Mike Gillisley. He did it. He, he tried. He tried. De- he he. I understand. Deion Lewis has been better.
2: I, I I agree with your point. It's not a it's not a firm hold like you would say. Todd Gurley <laughs> clearly, right? Um, but I think just even the he might have the, the second best situation of his division. Wait, what? Um, oh. Dolphins and the Jets. Those aren't locked in starters. Sure, so. sure. No, I would say that's
1: accurate. And a great schedule. Miami, Buffalo, Miami. What's the start with that? And then at Pittsburgh could be tough in week 15 and then Buffalo. So you got Miami and Buffalo twice in his next five games and then your I think the zone. thing
2: that, you know, per, uh, Lewis, who's, who's this guy? Email? With all the names? Uh, um, the other Lewis. I think the thing is, uh, will he be more involved in the passing game? Right. That's, I think, where his value could certainly increase if they start doing that more.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not banking on that, but I'm hoping for it. I
2: don't think, I don't think anybody. I mean, look, can if you bank just get two or three it. catches from him in a week, that puts him from the 14 to 16 ca- carry range. Plus, you know, gets him close to 18. That'd be a dream. All right, guys.
1: So let's get on with the rest of the show. We'll read more emails later. Stat of the day: It's Matt's giving. Matthew Stafford's fantasy points on his last five Thanksgiving games. 29, 27, 27, 44, and 18. Wah, wah. Still not bad. That was last year against Minnesota, and that's who he's facing this year. So he does have a great track record on Thanksgiving. You think he gets more or less than 18 fantasy points? Push.
3: Yeah, that's – uh. If I had to bet one way or the other, I would get, take the under, but I think 18 is an excellent over-under.
2: All right. I would try and sit him this week if you can. I, I would agree with that.
1: And you guys, do you both have Keenum ranked ahead of him in that game?
2: I do not
3: currently, but I understand it.
2: I don't either, uh, and I've gone back and forth with my quarterback rankings 14 through 17 about 14 times. <laughs>
3: yes. <laughs> okay. I made changes just, just this morning. Yeah. So. I,
2: I, up until this morning, I had Keenum ranked higher, but... The uh, one thing that I think saves Stafford this week is his offensive line playing very well while he's taking advantage of some great situations over the last three games. He's got six games in a row with either multiple touchdowns or 400 passing yards. And so he's playing great. Yeah. He's carrying his team. Offensive line is good, but the track record against Minnesota not great. Minnesota has been fantastic.
1: Yeah. Now, Chicago was, was a pretty tough matchup for him, and he had a good game, 21 fantasy points. Um you know they had been doing a very nice job against quarterbacks, so I'm hoping for a little bit more, but I understand where you guys are coming for right coming from right around eighteen fantasy points for Matthew Stafford and six point per passing touchdown leagues. Just to recap the waiver wire a little bit, I want to talk about a couple of guys. Josh Gordon and Aaron Rodgers, they were barely added. Uh I picked up Rogers, I think, in a couple of leagues. Did not do that for Josh Gordon, but they're both both owned in about half of our leagues. And Rodgers, you know, the soonest he can come back is week fifteen. Who's a better – who would you guys rather stash, Josh Gordon or Aaron Rodgers?
2: Gordon.
3: Yeah, it, it really – I could see a situation where I'd rather have Rodgers than Gordon. Your team construction matters a lot. But I just – I have a hard time believing the Packers are going to win one of their next two or three games. And if they can lose out until Rodgers is ready, I have a hard time believing he comes back.
2: Yeah, I think he's only coming back in the, if they're in playoff contention. And now, with the NFC shaping up the way that it is right now. Minnesota wins this game this week. I think that almost eliminates them from winning the division. I don't know mathematically, but certainly. Puts no, it, them yeah, in, it's over. In a tough spot to mm-hmm. to catch them. And I don't think they're catching any of the card teams with what those other teams in the NFC are doing. The
3: only saving grace is I do believe the Packers still have the Browns on they the do. schedule before yep. Rodgers would come back.
1: Yes, that's week 14. Uh, pretty sure, which is the day, the game before he would come back. So but you're they're going to get crushed right? this week. Uh yeah, in Pittsburgh, yes. And and the other thing, you know, I, I should have said this yesterday, and I apologize. I should have said this on the waiver wire show. You got to play defense at this time of year too. So you know, for example, I'm in a league where I need to win both of my next two games to get in the playoffs, and I picked up uh, one of the DSTs. I think the the uh, Bengals. Who play the Browns. I don't know if I'm gonna start them, cause I have a good DST. But I don't want my opponent picking him up. So you need to picking them up. You need to play a little defense now. And that's another reason why I added Aaron Rodgers in the, in the league that we share, Heath. Uh, we have Kirk Cousins. We have Dak Prescott. I added Aaron Rodgers because, you know, we could get a first round bye. We could certainly be playing in week 15. I don't want anybody starting Aaron Rodgers against
2: us if it comes to that, so. He might though. What if he stinks? Yep. Uh, you wanna take that risk? What have you seen from every player that comes back from injury? Aaron Rodgers came back from injury and lit
1: up the Bears, if I'm not mistaken, in the last game. I could go back and check that. Actually, it's kind of. I'll take it while you're talking. Go ahead. All right, but still, like I don't, I don't want that. I don't even want that possibility. So play some defense right now. And then another thing I should have talked about yesterday, but didn't. What do you think about Sammy Watkins and Cooper Cup right now, with Robert Woods out probably at least two weeks, and they get the Saints and the Cardinals in the next two games? This is their targets leader. Uh, out for a couple games. Sammy Watkins is 92% owned. Cooper Cup is 64% owned.
3: We don't think Lattimore is going to play this week, or we do.
2: Lattimore tweeted the game last week that he's going to play.
3: So. If if Lattimore plays, and that it, it's probably just Cup this week, um, and then next week Sammy's going to have Patrick Peterson.
2: Uh Okay, so what about Cup? I think they're both number three receivers. Yeah, you know, I me. Mean, Jared Goff has shown that when he has a tough opponent, he's not great, and this is a tough opponent.
1: Is it? Because I kind of uh, not sure.
2: <laughs> I, mean, I mean, look, there there are flaws with Okafor not being there, and with yes. uh you know Lattimore banged up, Akaro banged up, banged up. But they're certainly closer to the teams that he struggled against than they are the teams that he's had success against.
1: You're talking about the Saints here, Lattimore is their yeah. rookie cornerback who left last week's game with an injury, and Okafor uh, of Rodgers
2: in Week 17 of the 2013 season, 318 yards, two touchdowns. Two interceptions, twenty fantasy points. Wow!
1: All right, not as good as I thought. But three hundred come pretty... back
2: against two very tough opponents.
1: I still like. You're going to rank him in your top five.
2: Um, that first in my week top back five? at Carolina, in that first week back at Carolina versus Minnesota in the last two games of the fantasy season. That's not pretty.
1: Look what he did against Minnesota at home last year. I think he scored like forty points. Can you look that Healthy. up? Healthy. Yeah, but it, yeah. I guess. I mean, it's his, it's his left shoulder. Or was it his right? No, it was his right
2: shoulder, it's was Throwing it? shoulder. Yeah.
1: Alright, well, whatever. I stand by my comment. I, I understand I don't, your, I don't your want, theory,
2: but you're, you're, you may be hurting yourself by carrying three quarterbacks left. I, if I, I, I would imagine he should overrule this. No,
1: it, look, we dropped Javoris Allen. So, let's, okay, we dropped someone we didn't need. If we need the roster spot, Aaron Rodgers might be the first to go. That's fine. But, I just think it's not a bad idea to play defense. Uh, Last minute trade targets, guys Anyone, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have already missed their trade deadline So let's not spend too much time here
2: But anyone you think uh that are worth a buy low or a sell high right now? Michael Thomas in a standard league Is it buy low? I mean, he hasn't scored a touchdown since week four Yeah So you may find a frustrated owner there You're not going to get him in PPR Right okay. Trade away J.H.I. still You think so? I mean, he's had, you know, two splash plays over the last two games and the, the carries haven't been there. If he doesn't have those two big runs, his numbers are Oh, terrible. I'm sorry. Ranking
3: him this week terrifies
2: me.
1: You're calling Ajay a buyer or a sell? Sell. Buy. I'm sorry, sell. 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 Oh, okay, I gotcha.
3: JD McKissick's available in that league. Why don't we pick up Aaron Rodgers to JD McKissick? Oh, God.
1: McK- I mean, I, I, you really want to play this game with the, with the Seattle running backs? Every There's only, week there they may stink. only be
3: one left.
2: Every week they stink. This is, a, this is a, the the tried-and-true test right now. Look, I tried to get in touch with you last night, Heath. You were sleeping.
1: He's
3: got I, the 49ers? He's, yeah, I don't know. He may be our second-best running back.
1: I would rather drop Deshaun Jackson than uh Aaron Rodgers. What?
3: Well, too late. All right,
1: we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it.
2: Um, I don't think ha- you have a choice. I think that move has just been
1: made. No, no. It's a fab league.
3: Okay. No. You may have to delete that transaction.
1: Julio Jones, Matt Ryan. They've got really <laughs> – other than Minnesota in a couple weeks, they've got <laughs> – what? Uh, no, we're, you're not making executive decisions here. I dropped. You did
3: last night. One. You, I dropped Javoris
1: I dropped Javoris Allen. I knew you wouldn't care. Correct.
3: I would have rather picked up Brady McKissick.
1: Okay, so I didn't see that. That's fine. But I, but I dropped Javoris Allen. You, you don't care. Um, <laughs> I just dropped Aaron Rodgers. He didn't drop Aaron. No, I'll kill you, if you, I'll kill you if you drop Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'll kill you! Don't do it. Just drop. Just out right now. No, stop. Seriously, don't do it. Not funny. <laughs> Please, for the sake Jamie, of our show, drop him. Jamie. You stop right now. <laughs> drop him. Drop him. Drop him. Uh, do you guys think Julio Jones and Matt Ryan are bilo candidates?
2: Um. Yeah, yeah. Jones for sure. Ryan, I don't know if, you, if people are gonna spend for him though. Or uh, are, are you, I guess yeah. So. I guess yeah. So. Yes, you can probably get uh,
3: it Ryan is in that same place with Marcus Mariota, where I think that they are going to be top ten quarterbacks for the rest of the year. Um, but I don't know what I'm going to give up for either one of them.
1: How about Kareem Hunt? You feel good buying low on him? Yeah, he's got a good schedule coming up, except maybe the Jets next week. But Buffalo at the Jets, Oakland, Chargers.
3: He, he oh yeah. Him. yeah, I he's got a I, good. Schedule. I've got him ranked third this week. I expect him to be a top five running back.
1: All right, Kareem Hunt, you can definitely get him. I've seen a lot of Kareem Hunt trades going down. Uh, sell. Are are we worried at all about AJ Green's schedule at this point?
3: He just got through this one of the worst ones.
1: Yep. I, I think the answer is probably no. He has Cleveland. He has Pittsburgh, who did a very good job against him. Um, and, yeah, I'm not seeing the rest of his uh, – Minnesota, I think, is on there.
2: It's not easy, but I think if you're – you have to get somebody better in return.
1: Uh yeah, I am not sure that you want to sell AJ Green. Uh so he's got sorry, he's got Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Chicago, at Minnesota, Detroit, at Baltimore. Um I got a I got a couple. Lamar Miller. So Lamar Miller, you know, but the only thing is no Deontay Foreman now. So maybe he starts getting like twenty carries a game and you don't want You're to sell buy low that. or sell high? sell high. So at Baltimore, at Tennessee, um, San Francisco, which is great, but at Jacksonville and then Pittsburgh in weeks fifteen and sixteen. That's bad in the fantasy playoffs. Uh, and, and, he, and he just came off a game where he scored, but he's been about 60 rushing yards in all three games without Watson. I don't know. Sell high, Lamar Miller.
3: He's just so consistent, it's seemingly regardless of the matchup. He's got at least nine and a half or nine fantasy points in like seven of his last eight games. His worst game is seven and a half. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't think there's people clamoring for Lamar Miller, and he's not going to hurt you.
1: All right, fair enough. Demarius Thomas with their changing to Paxton Lynch. Demarius Thomas, three straight games with a touchdown with Brock Osweiler. A great schedule coming up, but no, but Osweiler was good for him. Is Demarius Thomas, uh, are are, are his best days behind him now with this quarterback change?
2: I think it's hard to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we just don't know. You know, it could just be that Travis Simeon was bad for him and the other two guys could be better. Okay. You know, I mean, Lynch has had enough time to watch that you have success throwing the ball to your best receivers, and he's their best receiver still.
1: Alright, well, uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up. Maybe one more. Amir Abdullah, I think a touchdown in three straight games. Maybe now's the time to sell, what do you think?
2: Abdullah? Yeah, their, their schedule's better though after this week, isn't it?
1: Depends how you feel about Baltimore. Uh, you know, their next two games are Minnesota, which is awful, and then at Baltimore, it's pretty good against the run, they just see a lot of carries. Um, at Cincinnati in week 16, That's not great. They allow 3.6 yards per game. It's okay.
2: I'd say that. I think he's a poor man's Lamar Miller.
3: Yeah. And again, what, what is someone giving up to get Amir Abdullah? Who knows?
1: I mean, it it is pretty vague, but do you, are not, do you think you're going to trust Amir Abdullah in in your fantasy playoffs?
2: Depends what your team looks like. 14 team league. I'm sure you're probably starting him. 12 Mm -hmm. team league. He could be a flex. I'd rather have him than Aaron Rodgers.
1: (laughs) I wouldn't. I don't think I would. All right, uh you guys, uh Jamie looks like you're good. I can't see Heath, but I certainly need a nice shave right now. We got a great deal for you at harrys.com slash FFT, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com slash FFT, a custom and limited edition shaving set. And this is something Harry's is doing for the holidays. And listen, I got to tell you, I actually got my dad and uh, two of my brothers-in-law some Harry's shave kits for Father's Day, and they loved it. So this is a really good gift, and, and you've got holidays coming up. Go to harrys.com slash FFT for a great offer. Let me tell you what you're getting. The holiday shaving kit comes with German engineered five blade cartridges, foaming shave gel that smells amazing. My wife loves the scent, and that's a bonus. Uh, razor handles. You can personalize it with engraving. It's a really, really good offer. The gift sets are going to look really nice, too. They're beautifully, they're in beautifully designed boxes, so it's perfect for the holidays. It's good, you, Make it a stocking stuffer. Uh, and because you listen to the show, these already start at $10. You're going to get an extra $5 off at harrys.com slash FFT. That's only available for the holidays. So this holiday, give Harry's and give Handsome. And get your holiday shopping done early and take advantage of free shipping. Amazing offer. Five bucks off, something that's already uh, low price, free shipping. Get a limited edition holiday shape set while supplies last. Go to harrys.com slash FFT right now. harrys.com slash FFT. Here are your news and notes. Sterling Shepard missed practice. He's still not feeling well, so we are thinking he's not going to play tomorrow at Washington. Um, and we'll preview that game later, but it's basically you're sitting everyone in of the Giants. Pa- well, no, you're sitting the wide receivers and Eli. You're probably starting. You're starting Ingram, and we'll talk about Darkwood. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo may not start this week. We're not sure. But Seattle's DST should have a good di- good game against the Niners. The Raiders fire defensive coordinator Ken Norton Jr. They've got the Broncos this week. Houston claimed Andre Ellington as they get ready to face the Ravens on Monday night. Do you guys have any
2: interest in Andre Ellington? PPR leaks. I think it's interesting. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's got to be deep formats. I was actually hoping you would end up in Washington. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's kind of fun that
3: they have both Ellingtons now. Yes. <laughs>
1: Would you rather have Andre Ellington or JD McKissick?
3: McKissick. McKissick. But I would rather have Ellington than Aaron Rodgers.
1: You know, honestly, like, I would love to win that league and I think we've got a great chance. You, I I now have changed my mind. I hope we lose to Aaron Rodgers in the fantasy playoffs. Wow. I hope we lose. You, You, you are making us deserve it.
3: You, see, you care so much about being right no. that you'd rather lose.
1: No, I care. Yeah, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, Seattle running back Mike Davis is unlikely to play this week, so that's why we like McKissick at San Francisco. Pax and Lynch expected to start. Case Keenum will start on Thursday at Detroit. Do you expect the following players? Devontae Freeman against Tampa Bay. Nope. No. Ty Montgomery at Pittsburgh. No. Nope. Will Fuller at Baltimore. No. Nope. Greg Olson at the Jets.
2: Yes. Yep. Even he though I him. probably no, bonanza,
1: right. even though I probably jinxed them by interviewing him, like I did with Forte. Yeah. Probably, he's still gonna play. Kelvin Benjamin at Kansas City. No. No. Jordan Reed, Thursday against the Giants.
3: No. And I think that Kelvin Benjamin's interesting. Give us a couple deep sleepers against that Chiefs secondary. Yeah.
1: Zay, I dropped you, Benjamin in one
3: league. Zay me. Sorry, I was singing over you. You dropped Kevin yeah, Z- away. Say and Deontay both uh both interesting deep sleepers. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, playoff DSTs. You want to stash DSTs for the playoffs? Okay, have at it. Uh we've got some names for you here. Well, first of all, don't drop Baltimore. They're like ninety-six percent owned. They're at Pittsburgh in week fourteen, but hang on to them if you can, because they are at Cleveland in week fifteen and the Colts in week sixteen. There are three DSTs that have matchups against the Five best matchups, basically, the teams that allow the most fantasy points, which would be Cleveland, Indianapolis, Denver, Miami, and Cincinnati. Miami's a little tricky because sometimes they're they're bad, but sometimes they're sometimes like sometimes they're awful like last week and of the Ravens game, but a lot of times they're not a good
2: matchup so well, Baltimore what's the, common, what's the common denominator in those games Uh, I don't know, and then last week wasn't his fault, but Matt Moore playing, <laughs> oh yeah, no, there.
1: last week was all Cutler yeah. Um so anyway, Baltimore is one of those three teams with the great matchups. Buffalo has the Colts, Dolphins and then at the Patriots in week 16, but B- Buffalo has the Colts in week uh, 14. Their defense is terrible though. So yeah. no thanks on Baltimore?
3: No thanks. No thanks on Buffalo.
1: Thank you. No thanks on Buffalo. I, I maybe on Baltimore. No, I mean Baltimore's got a good defense. I,
3: this third one I really, really like. I think I'm going to put in a claim for him in this league where I have Aaron Rodgers on my bench.
1: I hate you. Uh Chicago, they're okay. They're the number 11 DST in fantasy yep. this year at Cincinnati, at Detroit, at Cleveland. All three on the road in the That's playoffs. a problem. Yeah. I I don't know that you need to stash these. I, like Chicago at Cincinnati is not a good enough matchup where you're like, oh, I need to stash – but at Cleveland in week 16 is. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I'm not feeling it with those. Are you guys? I just don't
3: want to have to go up against Chicago in the fantasy playoffs.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Okay, how about multiple top ten matchups for DSTs? You've got Cleveland. Forget them. Detroit. This one's pretty interesting, actually. Detroit. Uh, so their next five games, actually. They have Minnesota this week at Baltimore. Not bad then in the playoffs at Tampa Bay, Chicago, and at Cincinnati. Detroit is not a bad option. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jacksonville's DST has such good matchups from here on out that, I mean, they're pretty valuable in a trade, I think. Let's look at the next five opponents for them. At Arizona, the Colts, Seahawks in Week 14 could be tough. Houston at San Francisco. That's through week 16. That's incredible. And they're already the best DST. Like, that's incredible. Uh, and then Minnesota is at Carolina, home against Cincinnati, home against Green Bay in the playoffs. So they were, they were good. And then this one's interesting. Heath, you can tell me what you think. Tennessee at Indianapolis. This, okay, so actually their next five games are interesting. At Indianapolis, Houston, at Arizona, at San Francisco, and then the Rams. The next four games are all pretty good matchups. Tennessee. But they stink. What do you think?
2: Sometimes bad quarterbacks make for good DST play. Yeah,
1: I'm going to tell you the truth. I know people have been asking about DST stashes. I just I'm not really feeling it. Maybe Tennessee, maybe Detroit, maybe Chicago. But I think that's more like 14 team leagues because you probably. I think the thing you got to keep an
2: eye on also is like when people that have been carrying two because that happens in a lot of leagues when they drop that second one. Let's say to pick up Aaron Rodgers because they're afraid of their opponent starting them in the playoffs. Um, that's that's something you could also take advantage of.
3: Great point. Mm-hmm.
1: Excellent point. Alright, uh, so, before we get to the games, let me see where we're gonna go here. We got a lot of stuff left in the show. Um, you get some good emails. Well, let me tell you first about Comcast though, cause uh, you know, I-, I, want you to have, I want you to enjoy NFL football on Sunday. And I want you to enjoy fantasy football at the same time. And you can do that with Xfinity X1. If you want more information, just go to Xfinity.com slash sports. But here's how it works. Forget about looking at your phone to check your scores and get your fantasy info. You don't have to miss great NFL moments anymore. With Xfinity X1, you get a voice remote. You say fantasy football into the remote. And then right there on your TV screen, you get a very cool display of your CBS Sports fantasy football scores. You get weekly projections, roster trends, all of it right there on your TV screen. It it just makes it easier it's perfect for our listeners. They're really going to love it. Perfect for people who love fantasy football. So get all of your CBS Sports fantasy football stats in the same place you watch your games. Go to xfinity.com slash sports to learn more. That's xfinity.com slash sports. I did promise a commissioner show, so I think we need to get to that. Uh, but how about this email from Nick from the land of Lincoln and home of the Simpsons? Because that would be Springfield. But the Simpsons are apparently from Kentucky, if you ever saw the Behind the Laughter episode. Um, we're having a contest at work to see who can best decorate their cubicle for Christmas. My area is doing Christmas movie-themed cubicles. I'm going for a die-hard theme. I'm short of ideas. I'm short on ideas. Uh What can I do to decorate my cubicle with die-hard Christmas stuff?
2: I think the easiest thing would be is if you're just looking for some suggestions, go get the Die-hard Christmas book. Yeah,
1: well, that's – that Yes.
3: It's a good start. You Look. could very easily build a uh, a tower. Out of some cardboard and just paint some windows on Lots it.
2: Lots of Christmas trees around it to signify what time of year it is. I Absolutely.
3: Think the, the best thing to if, do. If you, if you have a child that has like Barbies, you could put like a Barbie car outside of the tower <laughs> with some ketchup on the windshield and maybe one of the Barbies laying on the windshield. I mean, the
2: easy thing is to put a, a, a sweatshirt over your desk and say ho ho yes, ho Yes, that's or, what over I was going to say. Ho ho ho. Now I have a machine gun.
3: If
1: you get like a mannequin or something and, and put some blood on it and do the sweatshirt. Uh, that the would day be of the sweater. contest,
2: you come to work with a wife beater, no shoes on, uh, Gray slacks and a belt. Yep.
1: How about some fake glass on the on the floor?
2: Yep. yep. And uh, Juju Smith Schuster's poster around it.
1: Oh, right, right. <laughs> shoot the shoot the glass. Shoot All right. Next glass. next email is from Stephen in Europe. Dear, some combination of Fozzie, Gonzo, Bert, and Ernie. Usually it's Adam who makes crazy calls on TV and movies, like not understanding what sort of a movie Die Hard is. But on Sunday's show, Heath came out of nowhere with a ridiculous statement saying the problem with Sesame Street is the Muppets. While I love all the content Heath and the rest of the guys produce, I'm not sure if I can trust the man who doesn't like Kermit the Frog. I hope Heath didn't have a bad experience trying to get a Muppets toy for his kids that ruined them for him. Uh, and would urge him to watch The Muppets' Christmas Carol this year. Heath, you hate The Muppets. You've hated them for a long time. You're on a crusade against The Muppets.
3: I just want to clarify, um, to be fair, that The Muppets are awful. There's nothing amusing, entertaining, or funny about them, and I didn't have any problem trying to get Muppets toys for my kids because they've never seen any... Of the Muppets propaganda. They don't even know what the Muppets are.
1: And thank you, Heath, for now becoming – I have an
3: eight-year-old thats doesn't even know who Kermit the Frog is. Thank you for becoming
1: now the most unpopular person on the show. It was a burden that I no longer wanted to bear. So I appreciate you uh, taking that for me. And then, Jamie, I'm going to have to give this one to you. This is from Reed Anderson from a horse town north of New York City, which would have to be Saratoga. And he says, hey, Michael, Nick, Mark, and Sam – Quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Michael. Nex- I think
3: those are Eagles quarterbacks between McNabb and Wentz. You are Thanks.
1: very good at reading the email, Heath. You're very Thanks. good. Uh So you have the first pick, Jamie, in the Game of Thrones gladiator draft. Who do you I- pick? Some of the suggestions are Jon Snow, Jamie Lannister before the injury, Khal Drogo, the Mountain, the Hound, Braun, Brienne, Tormund, Grey Worm. Who do you pick for your Game of Thrones gladiator?
2: I mean, it's hard to go against Jon Snow.
1: What? Khal Drogo or the Mountain? Like, have they would kill him? I think Oberon. Will they? I I think so. Oberon I mean, should both be. Both
2: those there, guys too. have died, right?
1: Well, we don't want to say anything, you know, to spoil things. But uh, well, I um, think most people know have known that part. Yeah, it's that's old news. Yeah, but but it's like you have them when they're alive. Are these guys Muppets? They, they may as well be. He now go use a go use a gif or a GIF. I I would I would take I would take Johnstone. Okay. I would take Khal Drogo. Such a badass. Um commissioner emails and then we'll preview the games. So Butch in Latrobe. We're wrapping up year two of newly created work of a newly created work league that is an interesting kicker to keep everyone interested down to the end. At the season's end, Yeah, there you go. At the season's end, twelfth place owes first place six hundred dollars of adult beverages. 11th place owes second place $500 of adult beverages, and so on and so forth. I wanted to get your input on a couple of proposed rule changes. Some struggling managers have proposed changing the waiver process from a standard rolling priority system to a last-gets-first-pick system, basically detracting from the importance of drafting well and frugal waiver usage. What do you think about that? How would you do waivers?
3: Oh, man. So many of our leagues have that feature, and I hate it. Which it one drives me crazy. The one that resets every week so that the worst team gets the first choice. Now I think that's the way the NFL does it. So you yeah. should have it. You want it to be rolling. I, I mean, I prefer fab. I think is what you should sure. do. I think rolling is fine after that. But the resets every week
2: just drives me crazy. It, it does give the teams early in the season that have good teams, just bad luck, a huge advantage because you're able to pick up those early free agents. And add that to a stack team and then you're able to rebuild your, you know, struggling record or turn around your struggling record with a stacked roster. Yeah. So, uh, Jamie, what would you pick? What would you vote for? I mean, fab is, is the easy way to solve all that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Go fab. Uh, Just, and
3: again, if you're going to do fab, let people have pickups on Sunday morning though.
1: And because they have this, uh, this adult beverage thing where every result matters, a few managers want to eliminate the trade deadline next year. What do
2: you think? As in it can go forever? Yeah. I don't know what that would change anything. Else.
1: Well, because you know, there's incentive not just to like make the playoffs, but not to finish last.
2: You know, like, yeah, but the, the, that still wouldn't impact when you should be able to make trades.
3: I love that 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 whole it's system, cool. though. That's that's, it's a, that's a great idea.
2: Yeah, I mean, anything that keeps people in, involved through the end is the best way to do it. But if you have a league
1: that keeps people involved through the end, do you eliminate the trade deadline?
2: Yeah, I don't think that really changes anything. I mean, well, sure it you, does. You, but um, you should be allowed to make trades at some point. It should be cut off at you know to know what your roster. Right,
1: what's is. your what's your? I don't really care of- either way.
2: I mean, if you want to have the, the the thing, but I don't think it really matters. Okay,
1: fair enough. This is from Dave. What is your ideal breakdown in money winnings in a ten team league with a fifty dollar buy in? Currently, we have first first in the playoffs three hundred and fifty bucks, second in the playoffs a hundred, and then most points in a season gets fifty. So I guess the winner gets three fifty, runner up a hundred, and then. Season leader in points, $50. What do you think? Okay. How would you divvy up? Perfect.
3: Yeah, I like that a lot. I, I like it where the semifinalists get their money back, but whatever. Yeah, okay. This is from Chuck. Kickers aren't
1: that fun to have in fantasy. What if you lost one point for missed field goals and two points for missed extra points? You lose points for fumbles and interceptions.
2: What if you banned kickers? I have a, a league that would drive, or a situation that would have driven Heath crazy. So I started Jake Cutler. Had a bad start. Mm-hmm. Team is really good. Ended up winning one hundred three point five to one hundred three because the other guy had Jake Elliott.
3: Yeah, I uh, I participate in the FPC, which is my biggest league, and this, this Boswell thing. Uh, this week, I dropped Chris Boswell for Harrison Butker and lost by nine points and got eliminated.
1: Uh, last
3: one just here. Just ban kickers. I'm still mad about it. I,
1: no, but I, I think it's I think it's a, a good idea to uh penalize kickers for missing. Actually, I think it's
3: a good idea to just cut kickers out I of your league. I understand that, then
1: but you mo- most of the leagues you're gonna play with are gonna have kickers. So I, I, what do you think? If you were in a league with kickers, would you want them to penalize misses?
2: It should be. I mean, if you want to be fair to every other position, DSTs get penalized when an opponent, you know, the quarterback throws a pick six. Yeah. You know, kickers should be penalized. They miss kicks. It'd be you'd be less less reluctant to trust
3: guys like Blair Walsh. I think you should penalize people for having kickers.
1: I think actually there's a setting that in our leagues and CBS leagues where you can where you know people get frustrated when DSTs give up points when there's a pick six and they're not even on the field. I think you can turn that off. Yep. So, yeah, go CBS. Last one. This is from um Stephen from Hampshire Hampshire or Hampshire, England. Uh, we have a player. Okay, so I guess they have a like a postseason for the bottom feeding teams too. We have a player who's zero and eleven, and all players are agreeing that if he goes zero and thirteen, he should automatically get last place. This has a punishment in our league, which this year is to stand in a busy city with a Browns jersey and a sign saying "I suck at fantasy football." Obviously, he says he could win a postseason game to save him, but if he goes zero and thirteen, should he get last place no matter what?
3: You should not change any rules in the middle of the season. So if that's not the rule it now, but I still think if he goes 0-13, it should just be a rule that if anybody ever goes 0-13, they should have to stand on a street corner with a sign that says, I went 0-13. If or do
2: so something well. silly. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't want to advocate for tattooing because that's <laughs> permanent, but, uh, you know, dressing up is always fun, making somebody dress up. Yeah. 0-13
3: tattoo on their forehead would be good.
1: Yeah. And I want to give a shout <laughs> out to, uh, to uh, on their forehead. I didn't even hear that. I just kind of brushed through that.
2: Um,
3: shave, shave your eyebrows
1: okay that's also pretty cool. a shout out to sergeant tom reeves uh he's an air force guy who commissioners and in, in all air force league i'm sorry i didn't get a chance to read your question but thank you to you tom and to the rest of your league for your service usa minnesota's <laughs> at detroit let's break down the thanksgiving games here all right so stat of the game we already talked about stafford but here's your stat of the game. It's about the, uh, Minnesota running backs. Seven running backs have had 13 or more carries against the Lions this year. Which is pr- which is almost a guarantee for Latavius Murray and maybe even for McKinnon. Seven have had 13 or more carries against the Lions. Six of them have scored double digit fantasy points in standard scoring leagues. Four of the seven have scored 15 or more fantasy points. In other words, Detroit's run defense not very good. So tell me how you're approaching the Running backs for the Minnesota Vikings.
2: I think you just got to buy into the workload for Murray, and he looks good the last two weeks. Maybe that ankle finally got healthy. So with the carries that he's getting, and, and the matchup is, it's middle of the road, I would say. Yep. So he's the number two running back, and and I think McKinnon is also. You know, the the one thing that we have not seen from them the last couple of games is his the the Vikings chasing points, and that's kind of been when he's been more successful. Yep.
1: You're talking about McKissick. Yes. I, I have
3: Murray and McKinnon both as number two running backs, low end number two, McKinnon higher in PPR, Murray higher in standard. Yep.
1: All right. Would you start Jarek McKinnon or uh DeMarco Murray?
3: What is the scoring format, please?
1: Uh give I would, me give me start both.
2: Murray. Murray standard, McKinnon PPR.
1: Okay. But, uh would you did I say McKinnon or Murray?
2: You said McKinnon or Murray.
1: Okay. Would you start Latavius or DeMarco Murray?
2: Uh, Latavius Standard, DeMar- Demarco, PPR. I'm
3: starting Demarco over both in both formats.
1: I mean, based on the stat I just gave, doesn't Latavius Murray have like a guaranteed big game? Uh, he's gonna get 15 carries. He gets 15 carries every week. And if you get that against Detroit, you, you have big games.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's set up for him to play well. I don't think there's anything you could say guaranteed and Latavius Murray in the same sentence. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, that's, that certainly makes sense. Alright, we'll stick with Minnesota. So you're starting Case Keenum over Matthew Stafford. Would you start Keenum or Dak Prescott? We, we did we not we say that you're say starting
3: that. Keenum over Stafford.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. You so okay. I I asked you if you did, and you both said no. And Jamie, you said you flipped that this morning. I have them back to back. You both have them back. You actually both have them. Stafford 14, Keenum 15.
3: There you go. So now you know exactly where they will finish. I, I would say this about Stafford: if he's been your
2: only quarterback, I would probably not make a waiver claim to get somebody else. I would take my lumps if they come because he's been around 18 fantasy points against the Vikings.
3: The only guy that might be on the waiver wire that I would start over him is Dalton. Right. Yes, and maybe Tyron. Okay.
2: So uh,
1: would you start Keenum or Dak?
2: It's tricky because if Tyron Smith is back, I'd probably go with Dak. Yep, that's that easy. Okay.
1: Works for me. So Keenum, Stafford, we're thinking around 18 fantasy points. And the thing about Keenum is he does not have a good matchup. The, the Lions have been very good. Um, they've only allowed 12 passing touchdowns in 10 games. They're good. They give up passing yards, but only two quarterbacks all year have scored more than 17 fantasy points against the Lions. That was a big game from Cam Newton, 33 fantasy points. And then Deshaun Kaiser, who had 24 fantasy points, but 11 of those with rushing totals. We talked about the running backs. What do you think about – Adam Thielen is a must-start, top seven in both formats. What
2: do you think about Stephon Diggs this week? I think he is what he is, which is a number two guy – Toward the low end, he's probably going to see Darius Slade, But he had 98 yards receiving against them the first time these two teams met
3: Yeah, I'm really, really conflicted I've moved him up and down And up and down, I've got him 21st right now He could finish Top 5 this week, and he could score 3 fantasy points
2: I I think what he said about him earlier in the season is is Very accurate, he's just somebody that you keep In your lineup With the hopes that this is the big week But he's probably not going to ruin your fantasy week So
1: it's almost like if we did this game, if we previewed this game in week four, I don't know when they played, but like, yo, know, week, like
2: week, four. Yep. That was uh, game, Dalvin Cook, towards ACL.
1: Alright. So if we did it in week five, you know, we would say, must start Stefan Diggs. Adam Thielen's like a number two. But everything, everything's changed since the Diggs injury. Like Thielen has just taken over now, right? Is that kind of how you feel? He's, he's, the connection one?
3: between Keenum and Thielen is real. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so Diggs or Latavius?
3: Um. Latavius and standard for sure. Yeah, agreed.
1: Digs over okay. the Detroit running backs.
3: Yes.
2: Oh yeah. I think I think uh, Abdul's game in week four was a fluke.
1: Yes, he had his best game of the year against the Vikings, but they are the number one team in fantasy points allowed to running backs. It's just you want to get away from them, and they're very good in, in the passing game against running backs too. So you want to get away from Riddick. Do you want to start either tight end in this game?
2: Rudolph is a low end starter.
3: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's probably not someone
2: on the waiver wire that I'm starting over Rudolph. The only one I think you can make an argument for would be maybe Charles Clay if he's still out there. Yeah, I do have a play at him. Maybe Safarian Jenkins if he was dropped. But to me, Safarian Jenkins and Rudolph
3: are like the same guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Croft or Kyle Rudolph?
2: Croft, easy for me. Mm-hmm.
3: I've got him right in the same range. Yeah, Croft has the
2: Browns. That's like the layup of all layups.
1: Uh, the Gi- Don't forget about the Giants. <laughs> So uh what about the wide receivers? Detroit's wide receivers?
2: Uh I'm still starting Tate, mm-hmm. but I would bench Marvin Jones if he can.
1: How come? Yeah, I like
3: Tate's, Tate's matchups a lot better in this game. Uh inside, he's he's a high end number 2 for me.
1: Rank the four wide receivers.
3: Steelan, Tate, Diggs, Jones.
1: Yep. Diggs over Jones, okay. Would you start Jones or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon. Yeah. Would you start Marvin Jones or uh, Jay Ajayi?
2: Uh I have to make that decision in one league. I would start Ajayi. If it was standard, I would start Jones in PPR. and The league I'm doing is PPR.
3: Yeah, that's probably safe.
1: Minnesota's DST is 11th for Jamie, 6th for Dave, and 13th for Heath. As of last night, might have changed slightly since then. So it's an okay DST this week. Uh, but much better than okay is the home security you're gonna get from Simply Safe. Simply Safe is spelled S-I-M-P-L-I-Safe.com. So, we want you to go to SimplySafe.com slash FFT. S-I-M-P-L-I-Safe.com slash FFT. A great offer on really good home security and this is, this is something you really need to take advantage of because you get a home security package, they're usually long-term contracts, installation costs, hidden fees. None of that with Simply Safe. And they have 24-7 professional monitoring for 14 a month. As if that weren't enough, at, at, at that URL, simplysafe.com slash FFT, you get $100 off. That's just awesome. So go to simplysafe.com slash FFT, get $100 off on their 24-7 monitoring, which is only 14 dollars a month. Simplysafe.com slash FFT. The Chargers are at the Cowboys. We look at Dak Prescott. Can we just say he's a sit if Tyron Smith doesn't play?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll go back to what I said last week. Uh, I did not like him going into that game against Philadelphia. This is a better pass rush. I mean, you know, the Eagles destroyed him um, worse than I expected. And the Chargers, look, they've been very good against opposing quarterbacks all season. But they would be all over Dak Prescott. Without Tyron Smith in it.
3: It's all about Smith. Yeah. All right. So if
2: Smith I still continue plays, to have this, I don't want to name names, but I still continue to have a conversation with, with an NFL analyst who thinks that if Ezekiel Elliott was playing, regardless of Tyron Smith, Dak Prescott would play well. And I, I don't understand still
3: that. Still don't like, I am very disappointed in the Cowboys coaching staff. I know Tyron Smith's amazing. I know they don't have a great answer, but they've got to scheme it up better than that. That's just, that's a really bad job.
1: Well, yeah, they've obviously had big issues. Now, if he does play, keep this in mind. In week one, the Chargers, this is your stat of the game, the Chargers allowed 25 fantasy points to Brock Osweiler. Now, he had seven of those with rushing totals. Since then, though, no quarterback has scored 20 fantasy points. Last week, Tyrod Taylor had 19 in like a half, but Tom Brady didn't score 20, Alex Smith didn't, Carson Wentz didn't, Eli Manning didn't, Derek Carr didn't. So even if Tyron Smith plays, it's not a great matchup for Dak Prescott. Um, but if Smith, if Tyron Smith plays, would you start Dak over Stafford and Keenum?
2: Yes. Yes. The, yeah. the, the two that I would struggle with would be Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Good matchup at home against the, the Bills. Yep. And Phillip Rivers in the same game.
3: Yeah, I think I'd probably put him between those two. I've got Smith 12th and Rivers 13th and I'd probably put him right, right there.
2: I probably would too, but I have Rivers 11 and Smith 12. That means you'd start Dalton and Mariota over him. Yeah. Oh, yes.
1: And Matt Ryan. Yes. Okay. But, uh, but
2: again, I, I, it's just, it's so hard to trust him right now without Smith in there. Now, the nice thing is it appears as if Smith's going to play. So if you're looking at, I'll speak for myself. If you're looking at my rankings, there, there'll be a Thursday morning adjustment if we get Smith active.
1: Uh, how do you feel about Alfred Morris Heath compared to Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon?
3: I have him below both of them, I believe in both formats. I may have Alf ahead of McKinnon. In PPR or in, in standard, high. yeah. Um, but yeah, I he's a number two. He's mostly a low end number two, especially in PPR.
1: Uh, okay, I mean, I see great opportunity for him here. Did he did it's really well plays? Eagles.
2: I think he's a great start. Sure. And so I I look, he's been the only thing that's looked good the last two weeks. Yeah. For them, and so you got to give him credit. This is this is the argument I have. Is like, what, what would Elliot have done differently than what? Morris has done ten more yards? Two more catches?
1: Well, I mean he's got much more big playability. But that you forget that. Um Al- Alfred Morris facing the Chargers, who had been doing well against the run until last week, Sean McCoy completely crushed him. Actually they were they were awful at first. They had like a good three week stretch, were awful again last week. I don't know. I mean, seventeen carries for ninety one yards against the Eagles. I have pretty high hopes for Alfred Morris this week, and he's around fifteenth for everybody in standard scoring leagues. He'll be lower in PPR. We're not starting Rod Smith, right?
2: No, he's, that, that myth is over.
1: Starter sit Des Bryant.
2: Is Smith playing? Yes. It sounds like it. I, I think he's a low end number two in standard and more of a solid number two. I hate using those points. Solid <laughs> I, wide receiver. I, I enjoy two. it. And, yeah, he uh, loves it. In PPR. Yep. So
1: he'd be like a stinky number two if Tyron Smith <laughs> doesn't play.
2: Uh, it's just so hard to trust him. And and the reason part of the reason why we've seen teams struggle against them is their tight end coverage is great, and they do a good job against number one guys. The Chargers. Yeah.
1: All right. So Dez or Diggs? Diggs. Diggs. PPR Dez or Alf.
2: Des. Des. Okay. I think the game you got from Des last week, you got to be excited about it, PPR wise.
1: Yeah, he's still very involved. Um, for we're not we're not starting Jason Witten,
2: right? No. Not against this team.
1: How about the Chargers? Melvin Gordon's a must-start. Keenan Allen, starter, sit?
2: Start. Love him this week. Top five wide receiver. Uh He did exactly what I expected him to do last week, which was beat up the Bills, because every number one receiver beats up the Bills. And slot receivers have destroyed the Cow- the Cowboys all season.
1: Anyone else for the Chargers in the passing game, including the tight ends?
2: No. No. I, I didn't really get a chance to go back and-, and watch. uh Was Mike Williams' involvement mostly second half with the guys not playing as much?
3: Because he was second-terms targets for him. Um, he saw some targets in the first half but it was mostly second half mm. yes i've got it right here um and i think a ma- i know a majority of his targets came in the second half but he had eight for the game but he it had, was second on team he had eight for the game and two of them came in the first half okay so it was more garbage time. yeah i mean he had now that's it's kind of unfair to say because um two more came in the first five minutes of the third quarter so he he had some involvement already. okay so
2: they're trying to get more involved yes I think it's gonna be fun to see if the Chargers or the Ravens can get that sixth seed.
1: Ugh, they're gonna get killed. You know, in the second round at least. AFC's stupid. So, uh, last thing here, Philip Rivers or Andy Dalton? Dalton. Philip Rivers or Kirk Cousins? Cousins. Philip Rivers or Tyrod Taylor?
3: Rivers.
2: Rivers for now.
1: Alrighty. Last game. Love Kirk Cousins. Starting him over Dak. Uh, no matter what, in the Heathdom League, Heath, you're okay with that?
3: Absolutely, good. Yes, I've got cousins as I top six quarterbacks. So, love
1: well, Yeah, the, everybody does. So he's sixth for he's sixth or fifth for for all three of our analysts. And the Giants allow the third most passing uh, fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. Um, the Redskins are interesting. The Giants, not so much. If Sterling Shepard doesn't play. Eli Manning is totally hands-off. If Sterling Shepard does play, the, the Redskins are really terrible against wide receiver or quarterbacks, pardon me, and receivers. Um, would you consider starting Eli Manning and or Sterling Shepard if he plays?
2: Shepard, for sure. Oh, absolutely. But Eli, I think, still would be in the Keenum range,
3: you know. I would yeah, I'd move him I would move Eli ahead of Keenum and Stafford behind Rivers and Smith. So not in the top twelve, but there'd be plenty of quarterbacks like Derek Carr and Dak Prescott you could start him over. I also
2: believe his recent history against the Redskins is not great.
1: Mm,
2: Not sure. I could tell you I, I, I have it in front of me. It uh in his last three, I think he's been under There it is. Uh, 18 points or less than three in a row against Washington.
1: Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, you can run the ball a little bit on Washington, and they allow 4.3 yards per carry to running backs. That's pretty bad. Which running back do you like better in this game, Orleans Darkwa or Samaje Pirine?
3: Pirine. Darkwa.
2: Talk it out. I think they're both the same, but I've seen Darkwa do it now for the last month. And so – I just don't really want to trust Samaj P. Ryan if I don't have to.
3: Yeah, I just – the game script figures to be better for P. Ryan than Darkwa. And um, I don't think he figured things out last week. But listen, he, there, he was supposed to be better than he was early in the year when he was awful. Yeah. And there is something with young running backs. When they fumble early, they can spend so much time trying to hold on to the ball when they're running through the hole that they don't run as well as they have in the past. And I just wonder if he's been freed up a little bit. Um, by not fumbling recently, at least.
2: I think both are very good starts this week, if you have them. I, if I had to choose between one, though, I, I would take Darkwood, just because, again, I, I've seen him do it.
1: How would you compare them to
2: Alfred Morris? Um, I like Morris better than both. No, I like, I'd like go Darkwood, Morris, P. Ryan. And
3: I'd go P. Ryan, Morris, Darkwood.
1: They're all more or less the same, though. They're, sol- they're solid number
3: twos. They're They are solid number two. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Danny Woodhead in PPR or a running back in this Giants-Redskins game?
3: Woodhead in PPR. Yeah, I, I think I'd start the, giant, the running backs in this game. Washington
1: wide receivers, your thoughts,
3: Heath Cummings? I am excited about Washington wide receivers, especially excited about Jamison Crowder, who has already seen a big uptick in his targets, and now I think he's going to see even more with Chris Thompson out. He is my number 15 wide receiver in PPR. And then I I think Dawson is startable as a high end number three, low end number two. Um, I'm not. I don't think this Giants secondary and defense just figured everything out last week. The Chiefs played like garbage, and the wind was blowing 30 miles an hour.
1: And even with those conditions, they give up two more pass plays of like 33 or more yards, which would be after that was after having seven pass plays of 40 or more yards in their previous two games. So they're giving up a lot of big plays. They do have a lot of talent on defense, so. You wonder if they just had to start trying harder, which they may have last week. But well, uh, I heard
3: Eli Manning gave a great speech. But um, yeah. listen, I'll I'll use some Adam Azer logic here. Josh Doxson must lead the NFL in almost touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. And the thing about it is, he keeps getting those opportunities, mm-hmm. and he's got seven targets in each of his last two games. I like him. Would you start like him, both he and Crowder this week?
1: Would you start him, Doc? You start. I know you start Crowder over him. But would you start Doxon over Des? I would. Oof, wow, I don't think I could do that. Jamie, Doxson or Dez?
3: Uh, Dez for now. I would but, start Doxson over Dez in standard, Dez over Doxson in PPR right now. I
2: think the Tyron Smith coming back makes it easy for me to go Dez. That would change things. Yeah.
1: Alrighty. Um, Vernon Davis and, Vernon Davis is 78% owned. If you need a tight end this week, it's a no-brainer. Yep. A- and Evan Ingram is a must-start as well. They're both like top six tight ends. These are two of the three worst teams in fantasy against tight ends. Uh, that's it, right? No defenses in this game?
3: No, nope. No, I mean, Washington may be okay if Shepard doesn't play. Mm-hmm.
1: Great. Thank you guys. We are doing a show tomorrow, so I'll wish you a happy Thanksgiving then. Heath, Heath will be on that show with me. Jamie, I will not talk to you until Friday. Happy Thanksgiving, my friend. Thanks, buddy. Very thankful a- for, very thankful for you, Jamie Eisenberg.
2: I'm oh, thankful for you guys as well.
1: Great. Uh, we've got FFT, Fantasy Football Today, the video show, all week long. We will not have a mailbag this week. I'm gonna stop talking. Here's Greg Olson all right we are fired up to be joined by the 11th year tight end for the Carolina Panthers Greg Olson we have not seen him on the field since week two but we are hoping to see him this week against the Jets. Greg, thank you so much for coming on fantasy football today. How are you today
0: I'm doing great. thanks for having me
1: yeah it's our pleasure and you know I know guests come on and they uh, they like to they have products that they like to talk about. I don't want to wait till the end I want you to talk about something that I think our listeners would be actually very interested in Fanchest tell us about Fanchest.
0: Yeah, this time of year, especially, you know, everyone, if you're like me, you struggle with what you're going to, you know, buy people for gifts around this holiday. Um, you know, a lot of people in our lives are sports fans. So, FanChest, you go to FanChest.com, um, you, you, you pick the team that your, you know, loved one is a fan of, um, you, you put it in, and they take care of the rest. They curate all the items, they package it, um, merchandise around that team, and put it in, you know, put it in a chest, and it shows up right at the door. Um, wrapped, gift wrapped, whatever you pick. And, uh, they do all the work for you. So it's, it's a pretty cool direct to, uh, consumer type process. And it's, uh, you know, perfect for this time of year.
1: Yeah. It actually is really cool. I'm looking at it right now. Fanchest.com. I think the listeners are going to love it. A lot of teams to choose from. Give it a shot. All right. So, uh, you ready to go for week 12? we going to see you out there.
0: I hope so. That's, that's the plan right now is, um, you know, to just keep progressing as the week goes on. And, uh, you know, I had a good first day yesterday, kind of getting the cobwebs out a little bit and getting the body fired up a little bit. And then, uh, you know, we'll keep progressing as the week goes on and, you know, with under the under the plan that we'll be able to get out there on Sunday and play. So I'm looking forward to that. It's, um, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back and getting back in my routine a little bit, and play some meaningful games this time of year. So that's always that's always fun.
1: And you hadn't missed a game since your rookie season since 2007. That's unbelievable. What, what has this been like for you as a spectator?
0: It's been tough. You know, it's kind of uncharted waters for me. I haven't, haven't been through this very often in my career, but, um, you know, after the first couple of weeks of kind of accepting it and just being a little disappointed and whatnot, you kind of just say, Hey, let's just attack the rehab. Let's get back as soon as I can. And uh, that's what we've done. So it's been, uh, it's been a long eight, nine weeks and. Looking forward to getting back out there.
1: And your team's doing great, and your quarterback's doing great, Greg. Tell me what you're seeing from Cam Newton right now compared to the beginning of the year.
0: Yeah, I think he's feeling better. I think he's he's really kind of getting his legs under him a little bit, coming off the shoulder um, surgery. I think he's I think he's playing at a really high level, both run and pass. Um, you know, very few guys um, carry the burden that he does in both both those areas. He's, uh, he's unique. You know, we've seen that now for, for seven years. There's not a lot of guys, if any, that can do what he does. And, um, you know, he's, he's really played at a high level these last few weeks. And I think the results, um, you know, kind of show that
1: there's this theory out there and, and for some reason the numbers back it up that Cam Newton plays better without Kelvin Benjamin. What is your take on that? Is that a complete fluke?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I think there's so much that goes into it that it's hard to just make those direct correlations like that. Um, you know, Kelvin, Kelvin did a lot of good things for us over the last couple of years, made a lot of clutch plays, big plays. So yeah, I, I think that's, those are difficult, um, you know, connections to make. I, I think Cam, though, just over the last few weeks has just played well. I think the offense has played well around him. We've played good complementary ball offense and defense. So I, I just think there's, there's a lot of things that go into. Um, individual and team success like that so i don't think it's as simple as that i'm
1: sure it isn't can you compare how about the offensive line this year compared to last year it's just for fantasy owners you know fantasy analysts we don't know football like you know football obviously we're always looking for something and one of the explanations that we love to come back to is oh the offensive line's good the offensive line's not good uh and it seemed like there were some real problems last year what about this year how's the offensive line looking right now
0: I think the O-line's done well. I think uh you know, it's helped that we've had pretty much the same group in there uh for for the most part all year. It'd be nice to get Ryan Khalil back. Um hopefully in the next week or so, you know, he'd be he'd be a big addition back into the lineup. So I think those guys have done a great job. You know, they they prepare as hard as anybody on the team. They play as hard as anybody on the team and you know, they they really are a good unit. Um so they they make us go and you know, as they play well, uh the offense plays well.
1: I want to talk about tight ends. We've had so much offense over the last decade plus in the NFL and so many great wide receivers. But you're on a short list of truly elite tight ends or year after year putting up numbers, Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski, Greg Olson. Maybe we've got it with Zach Ertz and Travis Kelsey going forward. But I don't know, what's your what's your opinion on the state of the tight end position? And why do you think there aren't more, like as fantasy owners, we would like at least 10 where we could feel really good starting every week. And we, we hardly ever get that. Why do you think it's a position that hasn't really exploded as offenses have, have exploded around the NFL? Or, or am I looking at it wrong?
0: You know, I think everybody wants one. I just think they're, you know, I think there's just not that many. I think they're hard to come by. I think there's not a lot coming out of the college game. I think it's a position that's, you know, just really asks a lot of guys, you know, if if you want to play a true tight end position in this league, meaning, you know, you're going to be heavily involved in the passing game, but you're also going to be heavily involved in the run game and the pass protection game. There's not a whole lot of guys that can handle it, not only physically, but mentally there's a lot that goes into that. So, you know, those names you just mentioned are obviously at the top of the list, but, you know, I think every team would love one. I think every team would, would love to have themselves a guy like that who they can keep defenses off balance and, and really be multiple and, and multiple sets and multiple formations and keep keep teams guessing. But, you know, just the reality is there's not a lot of them out there. Um, and I just think that's just a product of the, the complex nature of the position, what they're asked to do. Um, it's, uh, you know, there's other than quarterback, there's probably not a position on the field that is involved in as many different components of offense as the tight end.
1: When you came out of college, could you block? Were you a good blocker?
0: You know, it's funny. I got asked this the other day as well. I think, I think what they look for is, look, I think they look for a guy that has receiving skills, um, you know, unique attributes that he can move and track the ball and and do all the necessary things to get open at at this level in the passing game, and then just have that willingness to to be able to put your face in there and and block and and mix it up because with good coaching and and good scheme, you know, you can you can turn a big guy who's an athlete into a good blocker. I think it's hard to turn a a big blocker into a pass receiver just because sometimes the the movement skills and the you know aren't necessarily there so i think the willingness is a big part of it um you know that's probably been the greatest you know growth and development over my career is um you know just continuing to to hone in on that area of the game and take a lot of pride in that and if uh, if you can do both you know it allows you to stay on the field more so you learn that pretty early uh in this league and Depending on what kind of offense you're in, um, you have to be able to do it all.
1: So we try to analyze tight ends on a week-to-week basis, and we look at fantasy points allowed to tight ends. And we see the Jets have allowed the seventh most fantasy points to tight ends, and the Panthers, on the other hand, have allowed the ninth fewest fantasy points to tight ends. So we would say, you know, Greg Olson has a good matchup this week, and Austin Sferry and Jenkins does not. But what can you tell us? Maybe some of the nuances that we wouldn't be able to see just in the statistics that would make a team you know, good against tight ends? Are there schemes, good safeties, good you know, what What is it when you face teams that do well against tight ends, what is it that those t- uh, those types of teams have?
0: You know, again, I just think there's so much that goes into that. You know, do the teams, you know, if the team is, you know, not as good, I'm not suggesting that this is the case with the Jets. Just in generally speaking, when you start talking about, you know, those sort of correlations, you know, does the team struggle in the run game and a team maybe – as a whole didn't do much in the passing game. So then as a byproduct, there weren't as many chances for the tight end specifically, but you know, they rushed for 200 yards or, you know, things like that. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, was a team trailing a long time because his team plays because the other team plays with a lead a lot. So now the other team's forced into passing situations. So the opportunities go up. So, you know, again, I just think there's, there's so many, so many aspects. Maybe the Jets have played a lot of really good tight ends and. Some other teams haven't, you know, you don't know until you really put on the film and, and look at it specifically. You know, those trends are a good starting point. I just think you really got to get into the nuts and bolts of what the Jets do defensively and how that that impacts what we want to do offensively. So, you know, that's what the week of preparation is for. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll start diving into that, um, you know, starting today.
1: So I'm going to get you out of here on just a few quick questions. You did a, you broadcasted over the weekend. Very cool stuff. What did you learn about that side of the, of football?
0: You know, they, they work really hard. Those broadcast teams are, are, are really working. That It's no wonder that the broadcasts, um, you know, are as impressive as they are. They know so much information. They get it in. They're very, they're seamless. Um, you know, they put a lot of time in and, 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 you know, I always thought it was hard, but until you do it and you're around it, you don't really appreciate it. So, it was a great experience. I'm glad I did it. They were great to work with. Um, they were the, you know, utmost professionals in every in every area. So it was it was a great first experience and something I'm glad I did.
1: If you were the NFL commissioner and there was one thing you could do, your first agenda item, what would it be? How would you change the game, if at all?
0: Oh man, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the of the orchestrated touchdown celebrations i know on the scale of importance, really that's probably
3: yeah i think like it's
0: it? kind of silly to be honest with you <laughs> um you know i don't really need to see you know guys doing orchestrated stuff this is not a this is not the xfl <laughs> um i don't know i'm i'm a little old school i'm i'm older i'm probably the old grouchy guy in the room <laughs> um i'm not not really big into all that orchestrated team stuff that you know, you think about all week but Again, that's probably not affecting the game one way or another, but that's probably just one thing off the top of my head I'm not crazy about.
1: All right, interesting. And then finally, you know, we've had a debate for like seven years on this show, uh, two movies debates. One's old, one's brand new. So just you can tell us what you think. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie and is Jerry Maguire a football? <laughs> <laughs> is Jerry Maguire a football movie? That's the new one that's like all the rage right now. Um, yeah, I, I, I think, think it is. I you think do. it is.
0: I think yeah. football is a big part of that movie. Yeah, I'd say yes. All right. Well, you
1: you broke my heart with that one. What about Die Hard? Are you going to say yes on that one too, Christmas movie?
0: Uh, I don't know. From what I remember, I haven't seen it in a long time. From what I remember, I, I don't know. I don't think Christmas, to my recollection, isn't overly – uh important to the plot so i would go with no
1: you're a hundred percent right thank you greg olson great way to end our interview thank you so much my man all right all (laughs) right you got it go to fanchest.com we'll be watching greg olson this weekend hopefully against the new york jets this has been fantasy football today thanks a lot for listening everybody